0: Perspective. Uh, that's a was that a, a challenge or kind of a risk for you to drop out of that semester of college? I mean, were you scared at all? Or you're like, did your friends say, Chaz, what the heck are you doing, man?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember going to talk to the basketball coach. Um, I mean, again, this is I'm, I was not. I was not, uh, you know, a super, uh, superstar player or anything, but I did, I, I was pretty good. I I did start on that team. Um, and so like, it wasn't like, Oh, like I was just a bench writer and just like, yeah, they won't miss me. It was you know, like, I was the starting four number. I was, I was the, I was the, the power forward, you know, sat six, five in a Christian, in a Christian D one league. Like I was a pretty big guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, like having that conversation was like, Hey coach. Um, so my mom hasn't been, uh, with a job for a while. And, um, it's just her and my sister, uh, my sister's in, in high school still. And, and things are not, things aren't good. And, um, I just feel like, you know, I read this verse the other day and I just feel like what I'm supposed to do is, be part of the solution, not necessarily, not that I was part of the problem, but, you know, being single mom family, being the only son, me being four hours away at school, I can only imagine that that was not helping my mom's mentality. You know, Mm -hmm. I was, I was a partner, you know, in a lot of ways, more than, more than a son, you know? Um, and so with me being four hours away at school, I'm sure it was difficult. And, um, And so I just decided, you know, like, hey, this is even though this is hard, pack up the pack up the pack up the stuff, empty the dorm room. Let's go. Like, yeah, I just never had shied away from work before. So why shy away now?
0: Yeah, no, I I like that mindset. And this kind of like, I mean, I think this is one of the things that it's the best thing that didn't happen to you because it led you to an opportunity to where you are now. I mean, think about it. You know, it's like. If that thing didn't happen, you know, like coming back here, I, I, who knows whether a lot of these opportunities with where you're at and how successful you've been would have happened yeah. in life. And so you get into this, you know, sales job, you're starting to learn your cold calling. You know, I told you my, my brother's in that doing sales and he, it's kind of like in the bunkers, in the trenches, it's 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 hard, it's difficult. You're learning like this, another, um, just another, you know, you're, you're accompanying another, like your hustler mindset, you keep growing yep. and growing. Um, but talk about that transition, obviously to um, sales, and then into starting to become your own entrepreneur, your own your own yeah. business owner.
1: Yeah. So um, when I came back, um, so Julie, it was about the same time. Julie and I weren't married yet, um, but I had proposed to her shortly after she had gotten out of high school, actually. Um, and so that was kind of along the same lines of our engagement, uh, us getting married. We got married at 21, and so obviously I came back at uh, I was just about 19 um, when I came back uh, from when I left in the high school or what we were just talking about there in college. So for that two years, um, I was working in insurance slash uh, I, j- I had joined an MLM, a network marketing business. And so I don't mm-hmm. want to leave that part of it out because the those two and a half, three years for me was literally like a college education on entrepreneurship because <clears throat> I went after it like I was going after it. And that's just one thing I've learned about myself is I'm not in the middle. I'm either all in or I'm all out. And, and I guess it kind of makes me think of something else. That's like a huge key principle of success is how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. And so how, how I was doing this network marketing business, even though a lot of people, um, you know, kind of shake their head at, at a network marketing business yeah. or the validity as such. I mean, I have really good friends right now that are very, very successful, make, make a ton of money. In oh, I bet. Marketing.
0: No, I know me too. I have some good friends that are doing that too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, but for me at that time, I mean, I did okay with that business, you know, but I was, the point is, is that I was learning my limits, right? I had read in that short period of time, probably 150, 180 books. Um, like I was, I was just consuming books at, at a, at a, an alarming clip (laughs) and reading about, you know, how to win friends and influence people and, um, you know, how to have power and confidence in dealing with people. And, you know, Think and Grow Rich and all these great mindset uh, books and how to deal with people and, and communication. And I was just growing as an individual. It's really what it was. My personal development and my hunger for such was on a on like another planet. Um, and so I, I wanna make that point because I feel like that that was a lot of the foundation for me. Yes, it was my environment. My mom taught me hard work. My mom showed me that if you want something in life, you're gonna have to go get it. But a lot of the other part of it is, is, was the refining or the becoming, uh, or understanding people, understanding yourself, gosh, understanding my personality and what, what are the things that I naturally I'm good at, but then also what are the things that I'm not good at and, yeah. and being able to lean into those things for me, I'm an introvert. I'm naturally introverted, man. And yeah, so too. I had to learn. Yeah. So I've got to learn to be extroverted. I got to learn to be likable. Right, because when I say things naturally, it can maybe be a little sharp, a little little dickish, you yeah, know. Yeah, a little no, like I, I get you, that too. You just say that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, with all that being said, you know, like you, you, I had that period of time where I didn't learn everything in that period of time, but but it was a springboard for me wanting to develop myself and wanting to grow in areas that maybe I hadn't ever been taught before. Right, so maybe I didn't have the dad, or maybe I wasn't interested in school and learning in those ways it had opened up a whole new realm of my mind of desiring to learn, desiring to get better. And, and like I said, I didn't like school. I didn't see the purpose in class. And what am I gonna use this for? And mm-hmm. like, it was just very ho-hum for me. Yeah. But the personal development side was like, wow, like I could, I could really grab a hold of this. And it was a foundation for then everything else. So obviously, like, like you said, getting into insurance sales, cold calling. And then right after that, I got into advertising sales. And that was really, really cold calling. Like it was like, I was on a dialer and it was just ring, ring, ring. Yeah, Somebody would answer. Yeah, no,
0: especially back then it's that we don't have like the, we don't have, you don't have this, you didn't have the social media like you do now. Like can make oh, yeah, it makes no, creating no. ads and have all these courses and stuff and free yep. education out there where you can like, honestly, anyone can be successful in it now. It's like back then it was,
1: Seriously. I'm
0: not saying back then it's like 30, 40 years ago, but it's crazy how much we've come with technology.
1: Yeah, literally. Like even just in the last ten years, I mean, I, I started sales uh, seventeen years ago in in selling shoes, like I told you, Foot Locker. But, you know, um, at that time, it was me grinding on the phone, right? And and parts of that are knowing yourself, knowing how to communicate, knowing who you're talking to on the other side of the on the other side of the uh, the, the phone, or even in a face to face meeting, and being able to recognize personality traits that they that they have or don't have, and being able to communicate. I mean, that's really what marriage is about too, or friendship or family, like is knowing who you are, knowing who the person is that you're talking to, or at least a a good idea and then delivering information in a way to them that's best for them Yeah. because you're so self-aware. You're so, you understand you, you understand them. And so you modify yourself in a way that brings the best results to that relationship.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's really, really good. No, I, I love that. Being self-aware is is key. Going back to what you said is like knowing what you're good at is very important, but also don't forget about what you're not good at because that can either mean two things. What I've realized in this business world or really just pursuing your dreams, you either get better at that or you choose to outsource that work to someone else that's the two yeah. things you have to grow. And I think that's kind of like, that's the sometimes the more riskier side is like, Oh, I got to pay money for this. But it's like you can double down on what you're really good at and allow someone to bring in their best gifts to maybe where that's your weakness. It's like, that's, that's yeah. a team. Um, so I really love that. And also one thing is like education is you love learning, having desire to learn. I think for anyone out there, like don't, you're never going to stop learning. I think once you have that mindset of stop learning you're never going to grow. You're going to always be yeah. complacent. I'm realizing that, but I found it really interesting and there might there's definitely going to be some people out there really resonating with you is like, I, you had no desire to learn necessarily in school, but you had desire for like self-development, sales books, you know, finance, all that right. stuff. Where is that Where does that come from for you? Like, why did you not have a desire to do in school, but also you had desire to read books on your own and stuff like that? Obviously, it's still education, but it's a little different.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, to be honest with you, in school, it wasn't even just that I didn't want to do it um, I just didn't see the point, right? So I'm, I'm a. Now that I'm old enough, now at 34, to be able to look back and go, okay, I know myself well enough now to know I'm a huge purpose guy. Like I yeah. need to know the why. Got it. The reason why I get up each day is really, really important. I, if I don't have that, then there is, there's nothing else for me. Like I have mm-hmm. to know why I'm doing it, and for me. Um, you know algebra 2 or uh you know the history of whatever even though i really dig history actually um i just didn't i wasn't sure of the point right and so mm-hmm. um, unfortunately i just didn't have any teachers that were good enough at explaining the purpose right so hey hey we're gonna learn today about xYz or about this history or about whatever and and the reason why we're learning about it is
0: because we right? said and so,
1: so yeah, yeah right because i said so and it's I like,
0: honestly i, I don't like, think Chaz, I don't think there really is necessarily a huge purpose, unless obviously you're going to be a doctor, engineer or stuff like that. But I think it's just a part of a system where it's just, you know, meant to be taught. I think if my teachers and I had one teacher that was really good, he said, Hey, Christian, this is going to honestly, he, he did my college algebra and college physics. And he was straight up. He's like, honestly, you're not po- knowing you, Christian, you're probably never going to need this. But what you will get out of it is discipline and consistency and working on something. Yeah. And my, te- my coach did tell me one time and same with my teacher, um, my swim coach, they said, hey, Christian, I know kind of sucks. Hang in there. Definitely still you need to get at least your, your high school degree. But they gave me this mindset. And this is this is where I've applied th- applied things. You know, I've, I've put a purpose to things that I don't necessarily like if I kind of have to do it Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like, he told me one day I practiced my swim coach. He said, Christian, you might hate school. You might not find a reason to do it, but transfer to something like swimming. You love swimming. You love the process. So if you put hundred percent effort and you try as hard as you can in school with something that you hate, how much more effort and discipline are you going to apply in swimming? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, wow. So I, I and so if sometimes if you're out there right now, and I think you'd agree too, Chaz, like if you don't really find a purpose in like, the present moment I'll apply it to like a long-term perspective or something else you're passionate about it and try to put a purposeful meaningful Absolutely. purposeful like meaning in, in that thing that you don't necessarily like you know so that's what really helped my mindset with um, totally. just like school because yeah I, I hated i hated being in class like going back to like seven hours a day chas feeling like i'm not doing anything oh my goodness uh, it's terrible
1: yes. yes no i agree with you um you have to be able to find the purpose um something that i learned um recently so i was um interviewing a couple of years ago, two years ago, three, two, uh, my daughter's in first grade. So two years ago. <laughs> so we were interviewing uh, different, different schools. Right. And so this, uh, this principal at this small, um, uh, private school that we were, uh, interviewing, uh, he said that he was talking to a student of his a high school student. And he was talking about algebra and the student was like, ah, oh, like what's the point of invisible numbers or, you know, whatever, whatever they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, there's actually not right? Like you're not going to use this ever unless you're part of the, uh, you know, NASA team or something. Um, But what you choose to do now, as we're learning these things, whether it be invisible numbers or quadratic equations or whatever it is, you know, it allows your mind to be able to think in a different way. It pushes your mind to be able to think outside of what the box is of your mind right now, right? Whatever the mind, whatever your box currently is, If you're A, learning something new, B, learning something that maybe you're never going to use, but it forces you to be able to think creatively outside of what you currently have thought before. Mm -hmm. And I know enough now about the mind that, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like I need to be able to push my brain into things that maybe aren't easy or maybe don't make sense or maybe that don't make sense for me to use later in life to allow my brain to think creatively, just in general, right? Mm. It's the same reason why um, there's been seasons of my life where I force myself to take cold showers, right? Well, why would you do that to yourself? Like, seriously, like there's, I mean, maybe there's some physical benefits that maybe it opens up my pores or or whatever, you know? (laughs) Like, I don't even think about, I don't even know those things, right? But the reason why I do it is because it sucks. You know, well, why do you choose to do things that suck? Well, because you're training your mind to press in, right? And kind of like what mm-hmm. you were saying is that if you can press hard into something that you don't like, how much harder will you go on the things that you do like? Yeah. But if you quit and you don't do the things that are hard, you're not even gonna be able to press in to the things that you like, the things that you wanna do because you're a quitter.
0: Yeah. And there are certain barriers you're only able to to break through in those hard times. You know, like yep. you're limited to how yep. many obstacles you put yourself in to be able to grow and to push out, you know, and a lot of those moments, it's like, you you're in that weather let's just talk about like running a marathon like i've never run a marathon but anyone out there that's maybe run a marathon or you know what i'm talking about some physical exercise or practice back in high school you know like that threshing point that you were like i'm about to like almost die like you feel like that yep. and it's like those are the moments that make it because when you when you survive and you push past like oh that wasn't too hard but it's always hard like in that present moment and you right. never know how far you can go until you keep going right it's kind of simple but it also is, it's very hard to, to push yourself but yep. i love that it's such a great topic and going back to that mindset of really just pushing that and this goes into the mindset of you which is one of the riskiest things to do is you know own like owning an own business having this franchise you know obviously to get to like you know seven now you have five edible arrangements which is a huge franchise here in the united states you have to start with the one so what was the mind shift behind opening that you know edible arrangements and what it looked like
1: yeah, so being being uh, not very successful in sales, being okay at sales, and then growing as an individual, right? And then becoming a sales manager, becoming extremely successful as a sales manager, running my sales team like a business was extremely important to me. Investing into my people, um, spending time, expecting an ROI, like all those things that you as an entrepreneur you think of. Um, and, then, and then looking for a business. And so for me, it was just like, okay, I want to buy a business. I have no idea what that means. I was literally on a podcast earlier this week. And I was talking about, I had no idea what a P&L was, a profit mm. and loss statement. yeah I'm, Here I am at 24 years old. I've got money. I'm trying to go buy a business, right? Because I've mm. done sales. I've been saving. I've, um, I, I've, I've, I've had some successful sales teams at this point, uh, even at 24. And it's like, okay, now I'm going to go buy a business. So I've got, you know, some money aside, and we're going to go buy a business. But the business broker is the one that's telling me how to read the P and L. Right. So the, like, what is the profit and loss statement for somebody who's listening? Well, it, it, it's your sales, like how much money you made, and then minus all of your expenses. So yeah, your people, your, you know, for you and your business, you've got fuel, you've got trucks, you've got you know, expenses. And so, and then whatever's left is what's left. Like that's how much money you make. Right. Yeah. I had no idea what any of that meant. So here mm-hmm. I am literally at 24. I'm trying to buy a business and I have no shame, like no ego. Right. Because I'm literally asking the, the business broker who's showing me the different businesses. I'm asking him, Hey, can you explain to me what this means? Can you explain to me what a and is? I can only imagine what he was thinking at that time of, Holy cow, this guy's going to buy this, business and he doesn't even know what he's doing yeah
0: he's probably thinking this guy's not going to make it give him like a couple months yeah
1: yeah right and and I, I hope that being my uh you know being myself and and um you know working hard and all those things that gave him a different perspective outside of the fact that I didn't know what P&L was
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I, I I just I just kept searching and kept looking and kept searching and kept looking and finally came across the first franchise uh, you know edible arrangements we almost purchased several things before that and just never worked out um, and so purchase the first franchise for me, the reason why I chose that specific one, I didn't, I mean, I don't even really dig fruit that much, really, honestly. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like, it, it wasn't the product itself. Yeah, although you're not a fruit lover. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to love the product. Right. But what I did love was that it was a creative fun, something that we could put together and that people loved. Um, I felt like it matched my sales background where I could jump into a business and, and, uh, and sell a product that, that, um, people love to, to receive and of course, we've gotten into to many things after that, um, as far as like the product goes. Like we're not just fruit anymore; we're we're treats and we're cupcakes and we're and we're cheesecakes and you know all yeah. kinds of fun stuff. But um, that first one was a huge deal because I was already making six figures in my sales job. Mm-hmm. So at 24, I'm making six figures as a sales manager, and I'm I literally leave all of that yeah to then do the first business, do the first franchise.
0: Yeah, and that, that showed that it's you chose the passion over the profit in that in that time. It's like. You? Why not? Yeah. Why not, Chaz? You know, maybe there's someone out there that's like doing that. You know, a great job, making maybe six figures. Maybe they're making you know eighty k, sixty k, comfortable, all benefits. But I, I assume, knowing me and you, you probably would have felt trapped if you would have stayed there. Like you wouldn't be reaching your full potential. Going back to your wife, you know, saying, "Hey, like, are you sure you want to do this?" From being a youth minister, right now you're not only a salesperson, now you're like an entrepreneur owning this own franchise. And that's got to be riskier. But I think sometimes my mindset too, is I think it's riskier to stay in the same place that you're not passionate about Absolutely. rather than, you know, getting out of your comfort zone to pursue something that you, that you love. And it's just it's like just staying in the same
1: place in, in general, man, like who wants to stay in the same place? Yeah. Um. I, I just, you said it earlier, there's no growth. If you don't, Grow. If you don't go somewhere, like yeah, I I look back at, at at even my as I was growing the 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 franchises, we bought the first one in 2012 in April, bought the second one in November of 2012, and even that was crazy. Like most banks don't do that. Like they you got to wait some time. And I, luckily for me, I had just been detailed and organized, and we had some growth, and and I put it together a, a good business plan, and and all that to say that I remember looking back, and as I was growing quickly, uh, it, we were going into. 2015. So 14 to 15, I had um, three locations and I, it was, it was going to be that point where I I wasn't going to sign another franchise agreement. I was, I wanted to, but it just wasn't going to work out. And I was pissed that 2015 was going to start the same way that 2014 started. Same amount of locations, the same amount of employees. Like I was just the same. Mm -hmm. I was doing it. Like I was quote unquote successful. Right. But it's not, again, it's, it's about the journey. It's about pushing in. It's about always looking for more, not like not being content. I was extremely grateful for what I had been given, what I had been, what we had been producing, you know, my team and I, but I wanted more. I wanted mm-hmm. more. And I was pissed. I was pissed. Yeah. that 2015 was going to start the same way. And eventually long story short, I end up uh, signing a couple more franchise agreements that year and, uh, which then led into just a crazy couple of like, you know, us growing from four to seven locations in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I bought another location in Florida at the same time. Wow. And at the same time, I actually had gone back to work at my sales job. And it was like a crazy, one of the craziest periods of time of my life. But it was because I just was, I was just reaching like, yeah. look, man, I'm in my twenties. I'm like, what else do I have to lose? Like, Take, yeah. Like it's like going back to before. Like I didn't have anything going for me. So why not just, why not just, why not just go for it? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that really, if someone's still listening to this, you know, uh, 45 minutes into this this uh, podcast, what you need to take away is go for it. Like mm-hmm. literally just go for it. I, it. You're going to fail. There will be something that you fall down and you skin your knee, whatever. Whether that if you're still in school, you're thinking about going to college, you're, you're thinking about owning your own business, whatever it is, like you just have to jump. Yeah. And in the process of jumping, before you even land, is where you learn so much. You don't have the you don't have the safety of the side of the pool if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And you jump and before you hit the water you're like holy crap, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm failing, all these things before you even hit the water. Yeah. But you never have any of those experiences unless you jump.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think you do. Going back to the analogy of the jump, I I think you learn everything up in the air, right? You realize yeah. okay, you're in the air, you start getting closer to closer to the edge, maybe you're going to make it, maybe you don't. And you realize okay, if I don't make it, I need to go back there and start working on it and reaffirming some, uh, you know, pro- doing, doing some more processes about who I am, building some more, maybe raising more money, uh, maybe more education, whatever it is. But eventually like you'll, the more you jump, the more you jump, the, get out of your comfort zone, the, the more you're going to realize about yourself. You're going to know what you need, what you don't need. Um, just so many practical steps you can take. Um, but I want to get into like, did you ever have like any self um, or like have any people like doubt you? you know, obviously no college degree. This guy thinks he's going to just open up a franchise. I think it's the biggest <laughs> thing is like who, this guy out of his mind or whatever. And like, you're leaving a six figure job. Do you have anyone or any friends or family that were like, yeah. you know, you're not going to be successful. You also have a wife you need to take care of stuff like that.
1: Yeah, man. I love it. You got to have haters. I, you got to love the haters. <clears throat> so I'm gonna tell you two stories, um, two quick stories. Number one, I was um, 19 years old. I had just come back from college. We, we talked about that. I was working at State Farm Insurance. I was a claim um, claim wrapper, claim processor or whatever. And um, my boss's boss, I actually knew him from Foot Locker. So he would come into Foot Locker all the time and I would sell him and his son's shoes. His son was a big basketball player. And um, and so I knew him. so when I started working at State Farm, we were like, oh, hey, I know you, blah, 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 right? So I'd been there for I don't know how long, maybe six months, a year, I can't remember exactly. And I went into him and talked to him about my desire to wanna to maybe sell insurance, right? And he was like, you know what, Chaz, um, you know, I know, I know you you did the footlocker thing and that was like probably a cool little thing that you did in high school, but now you work for a big company, you work for state farm and, and you get a paycheck every two weeks and you know, you're 19 years old and. I think I was making like $21,000 or something like that, you know? Yeah. And and he was like, look, man, like you're 19 years old. Like you're making good money for a 19 year old. Like there's people in my department literally who have been there five, 10 years who are making 25, 26, 27,000. They got kids. Like, I'm just mind blown. Like, how, how are you still here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. It's not, it's not like the bad people. I just didn't understand. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like trying to move on. Like, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. And and so he's telling me like this is a great place you got great benefits you know you get a paycheck every two weeks blah blah blah, blah. just just chill out and he, the last thing he said was plus people don't buy insurance from a nineteen year old and it, the, what what did yeah. you just do you went hmm uh-huh. yeah and so literally that was my spirit on the inside I said, yeah, mm, we'll see okay, about that <laughs> we'll see about that and so I went ahead and put in my two week notice I went work for a State Farm agent and I sold a freaking ton of life insurance health insurance auto insurance fire you know for the home like i i just went and did it right and and for me that was the proving ground it was like oh okay so i grew up single mom family i'm supposed to be incarcerated or in trouble uh no um oh 19 year olds aren't supposed to sell insurance oh okay let me go sell insurance yeah and that then continued on when i had um uh actually i wasn't i, ha- I didn't have my franchises yet but i was uh, i was successful in my uh, uh sales career so far you know i was 23 24 making six mm-hmm. figures and my, mu- my 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 wife's grandmother. So it was her grandmother um, and she just adored me. Just 80 year old white hair, just complete like grandma. Like when you think of grandma, this is, uh, this yeah. is grandma. And uh, she, you know, when she would come into town she wanted to walk on my arm down to church like to completely adored me, right? Until the moment she found out that not only was I not college educated but I had no plans on finishing. Hmm. And, and it was in that moment she just switched. It was like sweet grandma to like, witch of a <laughs> woman. it was insane. I remember exactly where I was. And she you went literally from a
0: hundred to one. <laughs>
1: uh, yes. And she's like, well, I mean, she was a college professor. And so it was in her blood. I get it, you know? And so she's telling me how I'm never going to be as successful as her oldest grandson, Andy, who's in the market and he's a stock trader or whatever he was at the time. I don't even remember. And uh, how I'll never be successful as Andy um, if I don't get a college education. And mm. basically, I was like, you know, you know, I, I appreciate your opinion, but I disagree. You know, yeah. and and I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, not prove you otherwise, but, but I'm gonna basically prove to myself, you know. Yeah. And so um, later, it was like probably a couple of years. She had already passed away, but. I opened up two franchises in the city that she lived in.
0: <laughs> wow. So I no franchises
1: had ever been there before of edible arrangements. And I freaking stuck two of them there.
0: There you go. That well, grandma motivated you. And I love yeah. that. Cause I think coming from that is you, there, there's two, two types of people. When people, when you have haters, you either raise the bar, right? Higher, or you let the bar crush you. Oh, and yeah. uh and that's one of the one of those things if you're listening to this you're gonna have haters man i have haters it's like like started the podcast i was like dude who's christian think he is gonna start up a podcast you think he's gonna be successful is he is he gonna have any like uh, any guest on there like who wants to be on his podcast and now it's just like yeah. i was like okay i mean yeah definitely it's not sometimes i go to bed sometimes i'm like am i gonna be able to do this like am i gonna be able to really you know push through but i'm like you know what christian like, even last night he was feeling anxious like I was like, you know what? I'm going to raise the bar. Like I know my mission. I know what my purpose is. And now yeah. it's crazy. I've had some of the biggest I mean, TikTok content creators on there. I've had a podcast with Maiden KC, one of the biggest business owners inside of, of the cafe. You know, I've had you on who have worked with Grant Cardone. You've been successful already. Yeah. Um, I've had some smaller entrepreneurs, some singer songwriters that are making some big hits. And so yeah. it just shows you that, man, if you are willing to push for it and you are able to raise the bar, not let the bar crush you, um, life has a weird way of working itself out where you will be successful.
1: You know, I think it's a good way to, uh, to bring it to a close too is that you said at the beginning is that we, first off, it's, it's about the journey. And <clears throat> when you realize that whether it's the haters or the doubt or anxiety or uh, you're hesitant or you're doubting yourself, we, when you realize that everybody has those, literally everybody has those moments and that they're not unique to you, that you it gives you it gives you confidence number 1 to realize that oh well so and so also had these moments are you serious mm. and so it, it gives you that moment of uh, like a little bit of insight to their story whether you know their story or not i'm telling you right now that everybody who appears to be successful you get to see like you said at the beginning you get to see what quote unquote success looks like you didn't get to see all the hard work and the failure and the and the and the ang- anxious moments and the up late at night thinking about whether can, can I really do this or not or mm-hmm. is my wife going to be upset that I that I left my job or you know whatever right yeah. and so what you have to realize is that it is about the journey right and everybody in their journey experiences these ups and downs and when you realize that right there it gives you the confidence, and more so, maybe um, the ability to kind of kick your excuses to the side.
0: Oh right? yeah, for sure.
1: And you go, you know what? Everybody else has everybody else has had these moments too, and I just need to press in. I just need to keep going. Um, David Goggins has a has a great book. He calls you. you know, I think it's called "You Can't Hurt Me" or "Can't Hurt Me" something like that. But yeah, he talks about when he's doing all these ultra marathons that he reaches into the cookie jar and he remembers the things that he's done well or done that he crushed before. And he remembers in those moments when it's hard, when he's having anxiety or he, doesn't, he doubts himself or whatever, and you lean into those moments that you've killed it before, and you go, you know what, I can do this thing too. I'm just mm-hmm. going to press in. Not only have can I do it, but other people, you know, and Elon Musk, I mean, gosh, I can't, I, and I don't know the details of, of his exact story, but man, I know he's got moments in his story where he's failed, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's had many daughters and pushing oh, yeah. through lead you to opportunities like you working with Grant Cardone and getting into yeah. real estate. So I guess we'll close it right right here. What was that like, you know, working with Grant Cardone? And obviously you have a goal in the next couple of years, um, you know, doing 10, a two to $10 million deal. Um, who would have ever guessed, you know, the 13 year old boy <laughs> working in construction would have ever, you know, been flying um, in a plane with Grant Cardone or having meetings with him, right?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. So so uh, the the goal that you mentioned, I do want to The uh, another property. I I own several, you, you take care of some of them for me. So that's how we ended up meeting. I know you mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast, tell your listeners how we met. Um, this guy basically, uh, he cold called me, right? So, I mean, you, you guys came across the property and said, you know what, it's next to one of our other properties. Let's at least give it a shot. Let's call the number and see what happens. Yeah. And, uh, what you didn't know was that I was totally right there looking for uh, a reliable service. And so, um, uh, that, that was. Just, it wasn't perfect timing. It was you being obedient to the things that you're given. Like, guess what? You're in a lawn care business. So yeah. what do you do when you're in a lawn care business? You call people and you ask if they can mow, if you can mow their lawn, like that's what you do. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and, you, and you did a great job. And so um, Grant Cardone, man. So like um, I'm in the midst of my sales career. I've got uh, seven franchises. It's in the midst of all of this. I got all this going on. And um, I'm talking to one of Grant's guys. We've been talking for about a year and a half and they start a new agency. And he's like, look, man, um, I had gone down there and met with him a couple of times and just not, no, no opportunity seemed right. And so starting this new agency, I was gonna build the sales team, help build the business, um, you know, be on the inside, you know, be an executive. And uh, so it was the right opportunity what at least appeared to be the opportunity. So being there at the 10X headquarters was like nothing else. Oh yeah, I Uh, bet. If if you've read the 10X rule, if you read Be Obsessed or Be Average, if you've been to any of the 10X uh, growth conferences or any of his materials, Grant on stage is Grant at the office. Um, Mm -hmm. He's just 10X all the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's super inspiring. And, um, and it was for me, even back in my sales career, that was a lot, a large part of, um, why I felt like I was successful to be able to think bigger and be able to really press into who my potential of who I really am, you know? And so, um, working with Grant, getting even time with him in his office. Um, I even got, there was a, the other partner in the, in the business was Frank Kern. He's a big ad guy, uh, huge on the agency side. So I got to work with Frank every single day. Um, uh, one-on-one with Frank many, many times. Um, and so the, the, the dynamic between <laughs> him and Grant was completely opposite. And that's why it ended up not working out. But um, the, the experience there was amazing to be able to get around people who are just at a different level, right? So I'll end kind of maybe with that with a, as an encouragement to your listeners is that as a high schooler or maybe a college guy, or maybe you're out of college and, or a gal and you're thinking about owning your own business or whatever, getting around people who not only have just done more, But that see life in just a completely different way or a bigger way, it literally just like like you can just unscrew the top of your head and open it up and then boom, like you can now see things completely different Um, because you've gotten around people like that. Or even in like my coaching business, like that's that's a huge part of what I do right now in business is that we train salespeople, we coach uh, entrepreneurs, and um, you don't know what you don't know. That's why you spend money on a coach, not only so that they can teach you things that maybe you don't know yet that you can get done faster. But when you spend money and you invest your time into someone who you believe can get you somewhere, man, it's like, it does something to your brain, to your mindset. Yeah. It takes you to the next level, whether you, whether they've actually taught you anything or not, you've done it to yourself. Right.
0: Yeah. Taking the next step to spend some money. And I find it when talking about that is like your environment is very important and being around people who are going to take it to the next level. You know, that's all they're about, you know, growing and taking the next step and looking yep. for new opportunities and and not staying in the same place. And I find it always, you know, kind of ironic how people are willing to spend 20, $30,000 a year for a college education or a piece of paper where you can spend maybe it's crazy. You, there's some classes you can spend 600, 700 bucks for like online courses or maybe a couple thousand for, you know, in person with some of the biggest gurus, the people that have actually like on piece of paper and on social media have actually done it and can teach you practical steps on really how to get there. Um, But it's somehow there's an invisible line, you know, and I think me and you are both trying to inspire more people to, to go, go that route and kind of maybe think um, past the system or, you know, um, think what the norm, the norm is right.
1: It's not that education isn't important. Education is extremely important. It's understanding what it is that you're putting into your brain so that you can then give the output that you need. Yeah. Right, and so if you need to be in sales, if you need to be an entrepreneur, uh, if you want to be a podcaster, you can't learn those things in, in school.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know you. You definitely can't. By no means, there was never a podcast, a podcast class, or an entrepreneur class in high school or even college. So, well, I appreciate guys. Right. Thank you so much for being on. Um, super excited, um, just to see where you're going to be the next couple of years. Um, and uh, I know we'll be doing a podcast um, definitely in the future for sure.
1: Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was a pleasure uh, not only working with you, but uh, but i hopefully gave some value to your audience. Come on.